23rd Psalm this morning. If you're unfamiliar with the Bible, no worries. If you just open it up to the middle, you'll probably hit Psalms. It's pretty close there in the middle. If you have never heard the 23rd Psalm, then praise the Lord that you get to get to read it and hear it today. Sometimes as a pastor, I, you know, I feel like Man, I preach a passage too much, and so I try, you know, through the years, like looking back and saying, man, have I, have I preached that lately? And, man, I don't need to preach that again. I just preached it. But, but here in the last few months, I've kind of I've given up on that a little bit and said, you know what? There are some things that, that bear repeating and maybe bear repeating often, and there are some passages that are good. Now, I'm not implying that all of God's Word is not good. It certainly is good. But there are some passages... That, that, are, that are good. You read them, and they really speak to you. And these are passages that, that oftentimes are taught to children when they are young, and passages that, that we remember, and we, and we keep going back to them. And, and why is it that, that we remember passages like John 3.16? Why is it that we remember passages like the 23rd Psalm? It's because they are good. And there are some passages of Scripture that really don't need much preaching. Sometimes we just need to read the Word of God. Now, there are some things in Scripture that is tough, it's hard for us to understand, and sometimes we kind of have to unpack those things and try to figure out and make sense of some of the language. But man, thank the Lord for passages like these that are just, that are just beautiful. Now, usually I read from the Holman Christian Standard, but today I'll read from the King James simply because... Well, that's how I learned the 23rd Psalm, and it's likely that some of you learned the 23rd Psalm in the King James Version as well. And so even when I try to read it in another translation, the King James just comes out. I just insert the King James words. When I was in third grade, I remember my teacher, Miss Cothran, she made the whole class memorize the 23rd Psalm. And I said, Lord, how in the world will I ever memorize all of this? It was the longest thing I'd ever seen in my life. But man, I thank the Lord she did make us memorize that. I wish I'd have memorized more scriptures when I was a kid. But whether you've memorized it, or whether you've read it a thousand times, or whether you've never read it before, let us listen to the Word of God today. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today and we thank you we have the freedom to come into this building. God, we thank you for 
what's about to take place in just a little while, dear Lord, with these two young ladies that are yours. God, we rejoice in that today. But God, I pray that in these next few minutes as we look at your word, that God, you would speak to us today. That your Holy Spirit would move in our hearts and in our minds, God. Lord, we need you. We come here today and Perhaps some come here today with joy and some with sadness and some with fear and some with sorrow. God, wherever we are, we are all here in your presence. And so, God, we all need you in one way or another. God, I need you to help me to be able to preach and teach in a way that brings glory to you. That you take away my fear, take away any pride I may have. That, God, all the glory be for you today. God, I can't preach a good word without you, so I pray that through your Holy Spirit you speak to every one of us in this room. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. What does it mean when we think of the Lord as our shepherd? This is, this is symbolic language, language that if any of you have ever raised or taken care of sheep before, you, you probably appreciate it more than the rest of us. But... But even if we've never raised sheep of our own, we, we kind of understand the language here. Jesus himself, after all, is referred to as the good shepherd. And when we think about a shepherd, we think about one who provides for and protects his sheep. That's a, that's a very simple explanation, but that's, but that's really what a shepherd does. He makes sure that the sheep are okay, that there are no wild animals that are going to come in and take the sheep, destroy the sheep. The shepherd makes sure that the sheep are safe. The shepherd makes sure that the sheep have something to eat, that they have those green pastures, that they're going to survive, that they're going to be sustained. And it's a fact that a sheep needs someone to take care of them, at least if they want to be protected and well provided for. And so when we read this passage, a, a passage of David, who was a shepherd, we can only imagine why he penned these words and chose this language. He knew what it was like to care for a flock. He knew what it was like to, to protect and give everything to take care of, of his sheep. And this is the language that David applies to the Lord in this passage. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Some of your translations may, there's, may say there's... Nothing that I lack. Everything, everything that I need is in God. And maybe you know that today, or maybe you do not know that today. But I want to tell you today that everything you need is in God. Every provision you need is in God. All the security that you want is in God. And it is nowhere else but the Lord. The Lord is our shepherd. Or is He your shepherd today? Maybe for some of you, he is your shepherd. You have entered in through the, through the door that is Jesus Christ. But perhaps for some of you today, the Lord is not your shepherd, but I'll tell you that he wants to be your shepherd. You see, what we all want, we all want security. We all want protection. We all want provision. And maybe you're looking for that today in areas of the world and things of the world, but... But I'll tell you, you'll find it in the Lord. You'll never feel safer than you do in the presence of the Lord. You'll never feel as secure and, and provided for 
as you do in the presence of the Lord. I don't care how strong you are or how much money you have or how big of a wall you have around your house. That's, that security is not what you need. You need security for your soul, for your life. And some of you are where David is in this psalm and the line where he wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Where are you walking today? Now, I'll tell you, life is hard. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. You know the difficulties of life. You know the days are dark. And you turn on the news, you look around you, the days are dark. And, and there are times in life that we walk through valleys that are so dark, we wonder, how will I make it through? We walk through valleys of sin. Those are often valleys that we walk right down that path and we choose to walk down that path. Sometimes our valleys are things that are out of our control. Valleys of sickness, cancer, valleys of sorrow, we lose people that we love, pain that we go through in this world. I mean, there are lots of, there are lots of valleys that we may go through and, and the valley is a dark place. And perhaps some of you today are in the midst of a valley and you wonder, how will I get through? The stress is building and building and building. And you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. Well, I'll tell you today where to turn and you can turn to the Lord. That's the only place you can turn. That's, that's where there's light in the midst of that darkness. That's where that light is in the middle of your valley. In the middle of your valley today, Jesus is the light that wants to wants to take you from that valley. And when we come out of those dark valleys, we go to a better place. Even, even for the Christian, though, it doesn't mean that there will always be green pastures. There will still, even in the life of the Christian, be some dark valleys. But the Good Shepherd will always lead us through. If we're trying to get through the dark valleys of our life alone, we will get lost and we will stay lost. But the good shepherd comes for the sheep. He doesn't want any sheep to be lost, but all to come into greener pastures. God doesn't want you to walk in the darkness today. He wants you to put your faith in Jesus Christ, the good shepherd who gave his life so that you could be forgiven. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's what Jesus did for you and I. Each and every one of us, in the midst of our sin, we wander off in, the, in our sin and the paths of darkness and we, we get in a mess. And then, and then the hope is, is that one day we hear the Word of God and of who Jesus is and what He did and we say, God, I need You. God, I've made a mess. God, I'm tired of wandering in the darkness. I want, I want to get through this, God. And praise the Lord that to Jesus Christ, God says, look, if you come to me, if you seek me, if you confess your sins, I will forgive you. God wants to bring us into greener pastures. Isn't that beautiful imagery? Can you imagine in your mind just a beautiful green pasture and rolling hills? Can you imagine the gentle breeze that sometimes blows through? Can you imagine the sound of a, of a stream that trickles through as you lay in peace 
as you lay in rest. A place where you know that you are free from harm. A place that you know that there is nothing in the world that can touch you. That even death cannot touch you there. That even should you die in this place, that you go to an even better place. And this is the imagery. A place that a sheep would feel safe. Where the grass is green and the water doesn't flow quickly. It's not raging rapids. But it's a good slow creek. A little bit of water that's safe for a sheep to drink from. And this is the imagery that David uses here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He lays me down by the still waters. And perhaps the best, the best line maybe of this whole psalm, verse 3, He restoreth my soul. That is good. That is good. It's good because our souls need to be restored. In the midst of our sin, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our sorrow, in the midst of our heartache, of all that goes on around us, we are weary and we are burdened and we are looking for rest. And lo and behold, Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. Some of you may come here today with wearied souls. Praise the Lord. God restores souls. There's some of you here today and maybe your soul is very weary and very weak. Maybe your soul has looked for deliverance and protection and provision from everything in this world. But you have not found it. Because the world does not restore your soul. But I'll tell you today, the Lord can restore your soul. The Lord wants to restore your soul. The Lord does not desire for you to walk in the darkness. The Lord desires for you to be at peace in His presence. And maybe today you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you today, it'll give you joy. It'll restore your soul in a way that you cannot even imagine. God's Word tells, tells us a simple truth, and that is God gave us His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now that's a good verse, no matter how many times you've heard it. And some of you have likely heard it a lot. But it is still just as good today as it was the first time you heard it. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, then maybe today the Holy Spirit is convicting you. Maybe today you know your soul is in need of a Savior. Maybe today you are tired of walking in the darkness. Maybe today you say, man, I cannot keep going like this. Well, I got good news. Jesus, he'll come right where you are. You don't have to, you don't have to live a perfect life. You don't have to say, well, let me get my life straight and then I'll come to Jesus. No, you say, Lord Jesus, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to let you get my life straight. And he'll do just that. Perhaps there are some here today and you have already put your faith in Jesus Christ. You're his, you're walking with him. But maybe you are in a tough season. Maybe there's something going on in your life and you feel like you're in one of those valleys. 
Maybe today your soul is weary and worn. I want to remind you that the Good Shepherd is, is still here for you. Whatever's on your heart, He wants you to take it to Him. Sometimes we're kind of Sometimes we're kind of delayed on doing that as Christians, even though we know we should, we know it's right, we know it's good. Sometimes we don't, we don't take our problems to the Lord quick enough. It should be the first place we go, but maybe it's not always where we go first, but it's where we can go today. If you come in here today and you're tired and weary and warm, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, He wants to be your good shepherd. Today, He wants to restore your soul. Let's pray. God, we come to You today. We thank You for these beautiful words. God, we thank You for Jesus Christ who died on the cross so that we could be forgiven. And dear Lord, You know the hearts of each one in this room. You know what everybody is going through and what everybody has brought into this place. What's on their mind, what's on their heart. But dear Lord, maybe there are some in this room and they just feel the burden of, of sin, God. They feel the burden of this world. And they've never put their faith in Jesus Christ. God, maybe they've heard this 23rd Psalm a thousand times. Maybe they've sat on a church pew a thousand times. But God, maybe they have never once really put their faith in Jesus. God, maybe today they realize that they have been living for themselves and not for you. God, I pray that today that they would confess their sins to you. That they would open their heart, dear Lord, that they would ask that you would forgive them. God, that you would restore their soul. That you would give them joy in the midst of whatever circumstances may be going on in their life. God, I pray for those that are here today that are yours. God, even those who have put their faith in you, God, we still got to live life. And it's still tough. And so, dear Lord, I pray that you just give a little hope to those who are yours. That you help them through your word, through the Holy Spirit, to have the strength and the comfort to make it through whatever they may be going through. God, I pray today that you restore souls in this building. God, that the souls of the lost will be restored to Jesus Christ. And God, that the souls of those who are in Jesus will continue to be restored. God, as we have this song of invitation, maybe somebody in, in this time today has made that decision. They've put their faith in Jesus Christ, dear Lord. In that moment, they did it. They're yours. And God, if they put their faith in Jesus today, repented of their sins and asked Jesus to forgive them, so that they can faithfully follow him. God, I pray that they'd come down in this time of invitation so we can let it be known, dear Lord. We can keep these baptisms going. But God, we thank you for your word. And I pray that as we leave this place today, we take it with us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.